welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined in this episode by my co-host. She's so sorry for the bird, Whitney Nelson. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we had a watch party. Some of our listeners joined. It was wonderful. And they all helped me work through formulating your intro. So that's what we came up with. And I think it's really, really Excellent. good. It was like a, yes. it was a group effort. I really, really had oh, a lot of fun I with that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's just the two of us, you know, this is, mm-hmm. I think that's going to start changing within the, I think the next couple episodes are going to be uh, quite a, quite a bit more packed. So I'm, yes. I'm, I'm scheming over here. I'm, Fingertips trickling. What is not trickling? That's the wrong word for that, but tapping together evilly, yeah. maybe? Steepled? Is that what you mean? Yeah, but like, you know, like. You, yeah, you, no, like Mr. Birds. I get it. Yeah, you do the wave. You start at the pinky and it yeah. goes to the index finger. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. all right. We're off to a great start. <laughs> uh,. Let's get some housekeeping out of the way, as always. Um, up top, I want to mention, you can find our website at coolbreezepod.com, email us coolbreezepod at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at coolbreezepod. If you're watching live on Periscope or Twitch, hello, hello, hi. Uh, you can chime in with your two cents, have us read your comments out loud. We will agree or debate you, whatever feels appropriate given the film we're watching. And then finally, as always, if you want to be excellent to us, please share the show with your friends, rate and review us on iTunes, bring more folks into the fray. Uh, we, as, as we have said, probably every episode starting with season four, we are quickly approaching the end of Keanu's catalog. So, uh, we, we would love for everyone to come with us for the next couple things we do. So, uh, yeah, share it now. And we have this huge back catalog. Everybody that joins now, Whitney, they, they say like, uh, <laughs> we've, I've binged the show in, a, in, well, over quarantine. It's, I guess it's much easier. <laughs> like I've binged your whole show and we're this is our 70th episode, so that's a lot yes. of content. It's a lot of content. It is a lot. It is a lot, especially since not a single episode we've done has been under an hour, I don't think. So you're talking <laughs> between one and two hours, <laughs> 70 times. That's a lot of listening. Yeah, that's longer than most television. I mean, I've, most television shows don't even have a run that good. So mm-hmm. in, in terms of hours, right? Yeah. So, all right. But thanks for, yeah, thanks for everyone who said they're doing that. That's cool. Yes. It's cool. It is cool. It's weird, but cool. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing it with us. It makes us feel less less psychotic sometimes when we're going through this catalog to know there are other people doing it with us. I had uh just as a as a fun side note, I had somebody I'm on like this Facebook group that just posts old music videos and it's a pretty big not old music videos. You'll this will make sense in a moment. But somebody posted the Rush Rush video, and they were uh-huh. like, I can't believe Keanu Reeves was in this. Why did nobody tell me? <laughs> and I've been in this group for a long goddamn time, and I just wrote, ahem, and I linked to our show, and people are like, you do a Keanu Reeves pie? I'm like, who are you people? What, what the hell? It's all I talk about. <laughs> it's basically what my Facebook is for, just posting about yeah. this show and Keanu Reeves yeah. in general, so. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, that all that housekeeping out of the way. Please do reach out, get in touch, all that good stuff. We love to hear from you. 
the reason we're all here. I'll, I'll take this part if if you don't mind, Whitney, since we don't have our third. Uh, please. Today we are talking about the film Siberia. The plot synopsis for my IMDb is: American diamond merchant Lucas goes to Russia for a deal, but the deal starts to fall apart and his partner goes missing. Lucas soon becomes entangled in a relationship in Siberia with a Russian cafe owner, Katya. The love affair escalates along with the diamond trade world, and Lucas struggles to escape. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Sure. This was directed by Matthew Ross, whose only other feature film credit is the 2016 film Frank and Lola. Um... Have you seen Frank and Lola by any chance? I uh, don't believe so. I didn't recognize the title of that movie, but I definitely did see it. It was uh, Michael Shannon and Imogen Poots. Um, and it was a lot like this movie. Okay. <laughs> so, eh, guy's got a style, I guess. Uh, co-starring in this film is a list of people. I will read their names for you now. <laughs> but, Boris, <laughs> Boris Golyarin, Pasha D. Lichnikov, got it, nailed it, Raphael mm-hmm. Petardi, Anna mm-hmm. Ularu, Dmitry Chepovetsky, and for some reason, Molly Ringwald. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whitney, <laughs> what do the critics and people have to say about Siberia? Uh, no one particularly likes Siberia. <laughs> Uh, we have a 13% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 18% audience score. So pretty much everybody was in agreement. Yeah. Uh, Justin Lowe of The Hollywood Reporter says, A fatalistic romance framed by a pointedly obscure heist plot that struggles to gain momentum before finally sputtering out. <laughs> uh, Justin is not off base. Uh there in my opinion Um, so Rotten Tomatoes user Mark N gives it one out of five stars and says long slow death if only I could have used that time for something worthwhile seriously what a waste of time and I love Keanu Reeves we have listener thoughts from Zoe P Zoe says I was going to keep silent on this one but I've thought better of it (laughs) So it. This is a public service announcement. Do not watch this film. It will make you angry, not just because it's a rubbish film and you've wasted time on it, but that it's the worst case of self-sabotage that Keanu has ever committed as a producer of the film. <laughs> huh. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So is that here doing the work for the people? <laughs> And saying, uh, don't watch it. Yeah. Zoe, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. Whitney, I would love. So I had, I had seen this already prior to my rewatch with. I'm sorry that you had to watch it twice. Well, if you remember on my, on the last episode, or maybe one or two, I think it was one or two within the past two episodes, I, I feel like I kind of like. In a in a weird way, went to bat for this movie, uh-huh. and in retrospect, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I 
I don't. <sighs> That's funny. I feel like I was like high really maybe funny. when I saw it the first time. <laughs> and it was. Could be. I don't know. I feel like I just, I, I don't know why I felt protective of this movie, but I would love to hear what you think about it because I, I saw it twice. So I was able to like do a little bit more processing of like why I thought the way I thought, but uh, I would love for you to go first and, and tell me what you thought. Okay, so just having been warned by the chat so much, like every time we talk about bad movies that we have watched in, in Keanu's catalog, everyone's like, just wait for Siberia. Just wait for Siberia. So I was actually primed for this movie to be worse than it was. So I don't have a favorable opinion of this movie, but I was actually expecting way worse. Yeah, okay. Um, it's pretty boring. It is, like, very, very slow-paced, and I don't feel like the stakes are ever high enough to make that slow pace pay off. Um, I feel like every... I've never invested in the storyline of anyone involved, and I really don't care to see how it turns out, which makes the long <laughs> movie even longer. Um, it's like watching Broken Flowers only in, like gray cynical russia and it's like okay <laughs> you know what i don't wow. need broken flowers to be slower and more gray and gloomy <laughs> and involve pull. russian politics and crime okay i really don't have too much to say about it i feel like none of the characters are i mean they're all either caricatures of, like, people in crime, or they are all, like, self-sabotaging and hate everything. And yeah. it's like, okay, great, but if none of you care, why should I? I... I don't know. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I... <laughs> it's going to be a short episode. I, I feel it. it. Is. I feel it, it in my bones. I, it is. Every cliche, it's like, oh, a man who's trapped in a loveless marriage, but maybe he's trapped in a loveless marriage because he's not bringing anything to the table either. Yep. And, oh, this manic pixie dream girl, Russian style, um, hates herself and uses him as like part of that hating herself and then gets sexually assaulted. Yeah. Uh, because of it. And then possibly murdered, but then not murdered. And it's just the the crime stuff is at such a low key. And there's a couple of points where they try to make it sort of like a Mulholland Drive sort of a vibe. Where it's a little bit like they try to amp up the emotions in a very intense way when the sexual assault is happening. That I think they were trying to make it more emotionally impactful and it was not. Yeah. Uh, for me at all. It was, it took me out of whatever I care I had about anyone in this movie. I was like, well, all of you suck. And that <laughs> is really when I checked out. <laughs> and I had not really been engaged before that, but that is when I checked out. I was like, oh, okay, everyone's just going along, and I get it. Everyone here is dangerous criminals, and you could die at any moment, so you got to do what everyone says. But that's not 
fun to watch, and that's not a good story. Yeah. And it definitely ends in an anticlimax, which makes the very slow build up to the end feel pointless. <laughs> it's like cinematic blue balls. It was just I was just like <laughs> Really? Blue We're balls. just done? We're that's it? There's no point to any of this, and then it there's no point to any of it? Really? I don't really have anything to say as far as the technical stuff. It looked fine, but it was also quite bleak. And I get that they were going for a whole bleak Russian thing. Like, but Atomic Blonde did that so much better. But that's also because there's like comic book influences. I don't yeah. know. I just. Any slow paced crime or pol- political anything in Russia with like a gray palette is, like, exactly the kind of movie that is not my kind of movie. So I was never predisposed to enjoy this, even if it had been an excellent movie. Right. It's still not my kind of movie. Like, while we were watching this, my boyfriend brought up Eastern Promises, and I have not seen it. And he was like, you should see it, because it's like, this only good. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, but it's just... Even if this were good, I'm just not interested. It's just not my type of movie. Um, I don't find them compelling. And I felt like the stakes were so... Like, the stakes were never really built up. They were high stakes because it was always life and death. But I never felt like there was a sense of urgency behind anything in this movie. Keanu Reeves is like going to die at any moment for basically the entire length of this film. And then he just kind of dicks around drinking vodka for a long time in a cafe. And then like, he's about to be killed and he's like, let's have sex again with the girl from the cafe instead of going to do the thing. He's like, wait, let's do it one more time. Um, I don't particularly think that they had bad chemistry, but I don't necessarily think they had good chemistry. I think they had... I don't know. It's like they didn't have romantic chemistry, but they maybe had like emotional chemistry. They played well together in the scenes of like they're in the bathtub and she's like, tell me about your wife and why you're cheating on her. And I think that those played well when it was the two of them. But I don't feel like they had like I didn't believe them just falling in love in the middle of all of this. Yeah. Yeah, to justify the end, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like the very end uh, with the whole I would burn down my whole house for her thing. (laughs) Would you? So far I haven't seen you put any motivation into anything you've done. (laughs) And really you've just dragged her into a, a crap pile full of your own nonsense. Would you burn down your house for it? Doesn't seem so. And and they never had the like passion on screen that sold any of that. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about any of that. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again and it's my last thought is I don't like watching movies where there's nobody to root for or no, nobody that you care about. Why do I want to watch a bunch of shitty people do shitty things to one another? <laughs> I don't is the answer. I don't want to watch that. And that's kind of what this movie ended up being. I don't think that uh, Keanu was you know, fine but like not, it was not a particularly good role for him 
And I don't think he did a particularly good job in it. Um, because I feel like that inner monologue thing that we talk about him having. Yeah. You don't see in this. I don't understand why he does any a single thing that he does in this whole movie. <laughs> why does he go bear hunting with her brothers? I don't know. <laughs> why does he sleep with her? I don't know. Like, I don't feel like there's enough. Uh, I just didn't feel like I got the inner monologue with this character. And he's a shitty guy who they make the point through this girlfriend. They make the point of him not being a great husband, even though he tries to say that it's because he doesn't have a great wife. Um, Hmm. But it's just a bunch of people not being super great to one another. Yeah. And being, you know, it's a lot of self-harm in a lot of different ways as well. Like mental psychological self-harm mm-hmm mm-hmm that's it okay that's how i feel about it so i agree with everything you said i don't have to retread that so yeah. the next couple minutes is really just gonna be me trying to figure out why, <laughs> why? i didn't hate it the first time <laughs> I'm interested to hear this. Why didn't you hate it the first time? All right. I took, I actually took some notes because I was like, you know, the setup for the watch party was like, I had, I had some gin and Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here and we're snarking like we do and we're going to do for the next couple movies. Mm -hmm. And um, it's all unfolding and in real time, we're just all in agreement that this is not, not good. It's not good what we're seeing. So I'm thinking probably there are a lot of elements of this movie that appeal to me, right? You're like, mm-hmm. hey, it's got Keanu Reeves. And I'm like, okay, I'm already on board. <laughs> Even before right. we'd started this endeavor. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. I had just seen John Wick chapter two. I'm like, okay, whatever happens next, I guess I'm in, right? He can do no wrong. So there's that. There's diamond smuggling. There's, I guess, double crossing. There's hilarious Russian rednecks. There's (laughs) burner phones. There's intrigue, I guess. Like, there are these things that I like individually. Yes. Yes. And I guess in my mind, I just put it together that all of these things pay off and they don't. That's that's really what I could say. Like at an individual level, all of these things exist to some degree in this movie. And it could be like 1%, could be like 50%. I don't think most of these things exist above 50%. Maybe the mm-hmm. diamonds, I don't know. So I mean, yeah, there's 100% diamonds. <laughs> well, I mean, we spend movie. We spend 95% of the movie looking for the goddamn things. So, <laughs> I mean, there's there's a diamond, I guess, right? I, th- I think... With his fancy little <laughs> computer scatter that says counterfeit diamond. That's the fanciest whatever. I can't remember what the hell he was... What, what he was looking... Some sort of scanner, some sort of carbon scanner, whatever he said the thing was called. It doesn't matter. I don't remember. I just remember thinking this is ridiculous. Yeah. That's not a thing. Just that- break out break out your loop. And <laughs> then he did break out his loop. And right. I was like, okay, great. Cool. You examined it. There was another guy. I don't who- want to see your little app. 
that measures diamond authenticity. Yeah, this is all this is all fake. This is the fake part of movies. Just show me you're the expert with your eyes. <laughs> I, if I feel like so, you touched on a lot of good things, right? I I think if they take away the fact that his life is in peril this whole time. From the time he gets to Russia, we are, it doesn't feel like it, but we are told, we're not shown, we're told, oh, if you don't deliver, this guy's going to murder your ass, right? Yeah, no, he's told a lot of times that someone is going to murder him. And they're like, your ass is grass, buddy, throughout this whole movie. (laughs) Yes. And we never. And he's like, cool as a cucumber. He doesn't break a sweat. That's he it. does not pick up the pace. He never does. He doesn't rush anywhere. He does not forego drinking in a shitty cafe. Yes. Like, he just sits there and drinks for hours. And it's like, <laughs> if my life were in danger and I had to find the diamonds, I would maybe be still looking for the diamonds rather than drinking a bottle of vodka on my own. That's really it. He, he kind of has this devil-may-care attitude about the whole predicament that he's in. Like, everyone else seems to be taking it a lot more seriously than him. Mm-hmm. But even when he's taking it so seriously that he's like, they're going to kill my wife, they're going to kill my girlfriend, they have to kill me instead. Yeah. They don't show him making that choice, and they don't show that choice is, like, fraught at all. The only moment where there's any, like, anything is when he calls his wife and doesn't know what to say. Yeah. So he just hangs up. But, like, they don't even really fully show him making the choice to be like, I'm going to commit suicide by criminal (laughs) so that no one else gets hurt. Like, that's a big decision to make. And as your main character saying, I am going to kill myself by letting the criminals know where I am and how to find me so they kill me and no one else. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's a lot of pathos. That's a lot of drama that you can ring out of that decision and they did not it, basically, it was very lackadaisical it, it it boiled down to him basically removing his phone from his shielded case or whatever you're uh-huh. like i guess that means they're going to begin tracking his phone immediately i don't I, uh, okay cool mm-hmm. i think if they if this if this movie was like the setup for the meeting of this diamond exchange, I think it would have been cool. Like, or at least feel a little bit more authentic. If this was like an interesting fish out of water character drama study situation, like I'm only here to find Pyotr so we can go on with this next step. And we don't, we don't have to actually explore what that next step is. We don't even need to know that he's smuggling diamonds necessarily, but Mm -hmm. like, He's just waiting around in various parts of Russia. Now I'm thinking, okay, now it's a character study. Now that we've removed all of this other superfluous bullshit that doesn't actually totally. really even matter in the real film either. Yep. Now we can focus on this guy and maybe his marital problems and why, why, I, I don't know. I, I, or even just his like nihilism and his lack of ability to care like that could be a thing if there's not your life is on the line but when it's crime syndicates and smuggling counterfeit diamonds and your life is on the line then it just uh yeah 
if you take any of those elements away and focus on one piece of it, it would be it would have been a much better movie. But as it stands, with him just sort of ghosting through life with all of these high stakes and and other people's emotions and whatever, and he's just like, well, I guess I'll do this now. It doesn't doesn't play. Yeah, the the MacGuffin of this movie are these like fake blue diamonds. And that actually turns out to be a pretty decent metaphor for the film itself. So they're, mm-hmm. it's good looking, but it's not, it's fake. It's not the real thing. It's not a diamond thing. It's not a particularly good intrigue movie. It's, it's, it's nothing. It's not a good relationship. It's, it's, uh, it's a fugazi, as it were. So <laughs> that's it. That's what I got. Yeah. I actually kind of like your cinematic blue balls because that ties into the diamonds that were also that color. So I'm definitely going to make that box art. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> but that's that's really it. Yeah. I do feel, though, that everyone saying that this is like generation um or knock knock it's is not, incorrect. Yeah, it's not This that. movie is better than those. Yeah. It is not a good movie. And it definitely... Not to spoil anything, I do not recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between being like mostly meh and then yeah. outright bad or yes, or whether intentionally in the case of Knock Knock or inadvertently through some artistic whim in the case of Generation yeah. Um, you know, they... This isn't that. It's just like, oh, here's a guy who like fumbled the ball a bunch of times. And then the editor fumbled the ball a bunch of times. And then they were like, oh, shit, we just got to get this thing out the door (laughs) or they're going to take our money or, you know. So that's that's where this movie falls, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I do want to apologize to any listeners who may hear my dog who brought his giant rubber tire (laughs) chew toy in here to... To crunch on while I'm recording. Oh, that's uh, perfect. Buddy's third chair. Yeah. If you hear, <laughs> hear the jingling or the crunching of the rubber tire at any point, that's him. That's my, my pup. That's all right. He's the best. Goodest boy. 13 he out of 10. Best. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Goodest boy. I, I don't know if, yeah, I don't really have anything else. To, technically, this movie was fine. Nothing stood out to me in this. Like, it looked fine. Yeah. But it, was... There, was no, there was no one scene or camera move or edit that was like, oh, that was very well done. I don't remember any of the soundtrack. No. So, like, I don't know what the score was like at all because it disappeared completely. <laughs> I will say some of... I did enjoy some of these, and I don't want to paint with a broad brush. So, but these the the actors who played the Russians. I don't know if they are Russian actors, right? Mm-hmm. But some of those guys were pretty funny. They seemed like authentic. But again, that could just be my uh, that could be like American screenwriting influencing my view of what uh, a Russian person in Siberia <laughs> is like. But I, I thought they were pretty good. I thought those guys were pretty good. Yeah, they were okay. I do think they were a little bit... Comical, maybe? Caricatures? Yeah, a little bit of a caricature. 
But then again, the only reference that I have for, like, Slavs at all is Life of Boris on YouTube, <laughs> which is yeah. not a good reference for, like, a serious movie about rural Russians. Yeah. All right. All right. What? I, I have one question, and then we can we can maybe knock on the void here. What do you think? This is just I can't I can't even wrap my head around this. Why Molly Ringwald? <laughs> she has to know somebody. But <laughs> she's in this for like two minutes, like tops, and the first time not through even. Skype. Yeah, it's not even like a real appearance. It's like. I don't know. I could not figure it out because I like Molly. I think she's hilarious when she does yeah. the, when she's in the right thing. I haven't seen her do too much drama, but I'm sure that she's also equally skilled at that. I was just so curious. There's like it is essentially you know one person in this film, and then also <laughs> Molly Ringwald is here. So <laughs> I just thought maybe you had some insight. Maybe Charles has the inside track about what happened here because I would yeah, love I'd to know. <laughs> I do not know. I have no idea why she's in it, but my guess would be knowing somebody rather than I doubt she would like go out and audition for this. Someone had to be like, Molly, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Director, producer, something like that. Oh, that's actually the one thing that we we mentioned in the live stream. And this is like this actually I think this is great advice for anybody watching films. When when you start a film, right, if there are. I mean, the cutoff for me would be three, but this movie had like seven or eight production companies run their Mm -hmm. logos at the top. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is never a good sign. It's never like we got Mm -hmm. so much money so that it's going to be good. It's that is never the case. If it's like more than three, just lower your expectations by half of whatever you were planning on. Or just turn it off. (laughs) If you're like, is this the fifth title card I've seen before we're even at credits? I'm just not even going to start. Yeah. I don't need to. Yeah. We were still rolling credits like eight minutes into this movie. That's mm-hmm. another. The title card for Siberia comes in well after like a lot of things have actually happened. So. Yeah. It's And that's just by virtue of we have to get all these production company names across the bottom. Brought to you, you know, producer, mm-hmm. executive producer, all this stuff. So. Oof. Oof. All right. Um, <laughs> that's it. Is it time? It's time. <laughs> okay. Let's, 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 uh, let's play this song and, and then we'll get our, our favorite uh, MC out here. Pop quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose! I don't lose! I win! Got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. Oh my goodness. Pop quiz asshole is our very own quiz show where the host asks each of us three questions. If one of us gets it wrong, the other has a chance to steal. And if they get it wrong, it doesn't matter. That point goes to the void. We weren't even aware we were playing against the void, I think, until <laughs> last week. No, until last week. And I don't week. know what the I don't know what the stakes are now. Because <laughs> I don't know what it means if the void wins. I that's, don't think I want to know what it terrifying. means. Terrifying. The void wins. 
<laughs> Regardless, points are not cumulative and only determine who wins the episode. So that's good. But it's still mostly Whitney, I've got to be honest. So, um, yeah. Let's not mince any more words. We'll turn it over to our master of ceremonies, Charles Nolan. Hello, everybody. Hello, Charles. Charles. Woo. How are two of my favorite people doing? <laughs> We're doing well. No Aren't complaints. we your only people? I was talking to Jody and Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Ouch, my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I have four favorite people. <laughs> yes. I'll take it. Melissa also, I guess. The other two are both Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. That checks out, I'm though. full of jokes. That checks out. That checks out. I've had nothing but time in the void to work on my tight five. <laughs> I gotta imagine that, like, open mics are pretty hard to come by. Or are they just They're everywhere? very open. <laughs> It's just you're not getting that you're not getting the feedback is what I'm is what I'm getting at there you know the the crowds it's got to be it's got to be bad. Every joke goes over great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> as you probably know, Charles, it's only the two of us again. <laughs> so indeed, it is. I'll turn it over to you. Well, we will go ahead and begin the trivia. Oh my god. With Whitney. Yes. All right. On which floor was Piotr's room in the hotel? Oh was it boy. Five, six, or seven? Seven? That is incorrect. Damn it. Uh, was it six? That is correct. (laughs) I was 100% sure that I was guessing for that question. (laughs) (laughs) I think later on when he starts to say his room. Yeah, there's a juke, right? He said seven. Someone said seven at some point. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean it was Peter's room. Yeah. Moving on to Andrew. All right. Mirni is located in which part of Siberia? Eastern, Western, Southern, or Northern? <laughs> Northern. <laughs> that is incorrect. God damn it. <laughs> Eastern? That is correct. <laughs> yeah. Whitney with the I'm geography. Geography yeah. genius. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I love it. (laughs) I was excited because there was a good possibility that the void would get a point. (laughs) Right, with four (laughs) answers? Oh, no. (laughs) Uh But there's no getting past Trivia Master Whitney. (laughs) Speaking of, next question goes to Whitney. Which actor, who also appeared in Face Off, was originally slated to play Lucas Hill? Oh. Was it? This would have been a better movie with either of them. (laughs) Thomas Jane, Nicolas Cage, 
or John Travolta. I, my heart wants it to be Nicolas Cage, oh so my that would be my answer. That is correct. Oh my God. Oh, I would have, lo- we, I wish we were cheated out of that movie. It would have been a very different movie. Mm. Yeah, everything would have had stakes. <laughs> Whether you wanted them or not. Yeah, there would have been stakes galore. Stakes galore also might have been Nicolas Cage's character name. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, oh. Sounds about right. Moving on to Andrew. What kind of car does Yifram compare his junk to? (laughs) Is it a Ferrari, a Maserati, or a Porsche? It is a Porsche. That is correct. <laughs> oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That was actually pretty funny. It was like, look at him. He's not much to look at. <laughs> like, I don't know. Very quickly moving on to <laughs> When Lucas calls the airport to try to fly out after Piotr, how soon can he be at the airport? 20 minutes. 30 minutes or 40 minutes? Oh, I do not remember this at all. Uh, 30 minutes. That is correct. Nailed it. Nicely done. I was like, I'll just split the difference because gun to my head, I would not know the answer to this. (laughs) It was a smart strategy. (laughs) Andrew. Okay. What is the name of Katya's older sister? God damn it. Was it Olga, Nina, or Maxime? Uh. Olga? That is correct. Yeah, I just went with the most Russian one. Yes! <laughs> Those were all names of her sisters. <laughs> Wait, but what? Olga was the only one mentioned as the older sister. Wow. All right. I, I was going to say, I remembered Maxime, but I didn't remember any of the others, so I would have guessed wrong. Okay. All right. Look at us. Look at us. Both absolutely crushing it. <laughs> Keeping the void at bay. to the final three questions of regulation. All right. Did you just say keeping the void at bay? Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel the fear. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's wise. Are you afraid of the void? I don't know what happens when the void <laughs> takes the title of winner of the episode. I don't know how that works. I... It will be a glorious day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. My fears are not assuaged. <laughs> All I will say is there will be a flood of Keanu. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whitney. Yes. Yes, Charles, go ahead. This scent, what's the word for it in English? Was it A, vanilla, B, cardamom, or C, jasmine? Jasmine? That is correct. Nice. Nicely done. Mm -hmm. Moving on to Andrew. How 
many different languages do we hear spoken throughout the movie? Two, three, or four? Uh... Four. That is incorrect. Damn it. Two? That is incorrect. <laughs> no, the void gets a point. The void gets a point. The well, void one step closer. Gets a point. <laughs> we heard English, Russian, and Afrikaans. Uh, yeah, damn it, the South African guy. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whitney, for the final question of regulation. Ooh. When Lucas turns his phone on in the hut at the end, what percentage battery does it have? <laughs> oh. 15, 25, or 35? 25? That is incorrect. Hmm. How long would you need battery for the Russian mafia, presumably, to track you? I'm going to go with 35%. That is incorrect. God damn it. <laughs> another point for the void. The void gets another point. <laughs> Moving into the bonus round, the scores are Whitney, four, Andrew, three, and the void with two. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. How many questions are, are there? Bonus questions? There are three questions oh, no. in the bonus round. <laughs> it's possible. So it is literally anybody's game. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, me I do. I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Bonus round question number one. What breakfast does Lucas make Katya as a gesture of gratitude? Me! <laughs> I heard Whitney first. Damn it! French toast! That is correct! <laughs> All right. I was like, ooh, French toast sounds really good right now. Maybe I should have made that for dinner. Everyone can breathe easy. The void <laughs> has no chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was close. It was close, as close <laughs> as it's ever been. Question number two. After his first awkward video call with his wife, Lucas is seen lying in bed, throwing something up in the air and catching it. What is it? Me. I heard Andrew. A candle. That is correct. Woo! For the final question of Bob quiz asshole. Nothing worthwhile happens in St. Petersburg. Before what time? Me. Whitney. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock is correct. Oh! <laughs> she got it. <laughs> I would have definitely needed to hear the answers. I had no idea what that was. The choices would have been 10, 11, or midnight. Oh, I probably would have guessed midnight also. So good call. Good call, Whitney. <laughs> With a score of two to four to six. This week's winner is Whitney. Excellent! Woo, 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 woo! She, she did it! Oh my god! 
I am triumphant. She does it again. She can't be stopped. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a game. That there was a close is one. Perhaps only one way to stop her. And that is to let the void win. No. Andrew, let the void win. No. You can throw Andrew, the game. Don't. Throw the game, huh? It's interesting. It's an interesting no. strategy. I, of course, let am kidding. I would win. never impugn <laughs> the sanctity. The trivia. <laughs> uh-huh. I get it. I get it. It's totally valid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well. After that great, great round of Pop Quiz Asshole, it is time for Pop Quiz Audience. To review the questions and answers from last week, we had, what does Mr. McCrow call the day of nihilism and rock bottom that he hits? We had one guess of a very bad day, but his exact words were the day of existential reckoning. Oh. No one got that one correct. Womp womp. Our second question was, in the front row of Miss Aaron's class, in front of Patricia, is a boy with a directional first name. What is that name? It was West. No one got that correct. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. For the third question, it was, what do the friends of the security officer doing the interrogating Call her. The correct answer for that was Brick. And that was correctly guessed by Zoe P. Zoe! Congratulations, Zoe P. We have three questions for this week's Pop Quiz audience. If you think you know the answer, tweet to me at the Nolan, T-H-E-N-O-W-L-I-N, or tweet with the hashtag PopQuizAudience with your guesses to get called out on the next episode. Pop Quiz Audience question number one. So sorry for the bird is a common Russian phrase used to diffuse tension and is used a few times in this movie. They mention that it's a reference to another movie. What movie? Question number two. Where does Katya's sister, Olga, run her travel agency? And question number three. How old is Lucas Hill? <laughs> I got two out of three for those. Interesting. Okay. I know, I know two out of three, but I won't. I'll let the audience answer because that's the whole point. That is correct. You are not eligible to win Pop <laughs> Quiz Audience because you are not audience. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, that's true. <laughs> it's all fine. I don't know if that was the dog or a bucket of giggles. It's a bucket of giggles, Charles. Yeah. yeah. Stellar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you had fun. I had fun making this quiz. Excellent. And the void is only growing in points and in size. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. As always, thank you for the effort that goes in. 
you know, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. So I appreciate it. I appreciate the work. Certainly. Thank you so much for letting me do this. All right. Well, I, we'll let you, we'll let you go back yeah. to the void and work on, work on your type five again. Get back to it. Hit, hit the clubs, make the rounds. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing it next week. That sounds like a plan. I'm working on understanding exactly what airline food actually is. <laughs> so are most Have comedians. a great yeah. night. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Oh, my goodness. What a game. Yeah. Charles. It's a great game. What a host. My goodness. The plot synopsis on Wikipedia is pretty straightforward. I'm I'm actually looking forward to this. I'm looking at our time right now. We're we're doing great. Cruising. We're not <laughs> We're not gonna be at that under hour mark that people find to be super bingeable, but we're gonna be close. We're gonna mm-hmm. be close. So here we go. Are you ready, Whitney? I'm in. Let's do it. All right. American diamond merchant Lucas Hill travels to Russia to sell rare blue diamonds to gangster Boris Volkov. First of all, I do not believe he is a diamond merchant. I don't believe so either. That is just patently false. Yeah, I think that's just heresy. Did you even watch the movie? It calls into question the rest of the synopsis. Here we go. (laughs) However, his contact in St. Petersburg, Pyotr, he had the diamonds. That guy's missing. Can't find Pyotr. A lot of the movie is spent calling him. Most, there's, it's like 40% phone calls to Pyotr. (laughs) 40% doing it with the Russian girl. Yeah. And then, like, 40% your ass is grass conversation. Mm-hmm. That's too many percents. Yeah, yeah. I just gave it too many percents. But you guys get the drift. <laughs> it's enough. We're it's not enough. here to talk about math. <laughs> We're here to talk about Keanu Reeves. That's right. Who defies math, first of all. So, how about yes. that? Uh, He's bigger than math. <laughs> Boris, this gangster threatens Lucas. He's like, if you don't deliver my diamonds in 48 hours, I'm going to kill you. He tells, he tells him that. So, following Pyotr's clues, Lucas arrives at a guest house in Mirny. Oh, can we talk before he gets to Mirny? I, something that I forgot to say in my notes up front. Yeah. The only character who I felt emotionally engaged with the movie and who I emotionally engaged with is the concierge at the hotel in St. Petersburg. <laughs> okay. The she lady? did yeah, an yeah. incredible job of recognizing him, of signaling with her eyes, of being scared for him, of being scared for herself. Yeah. And she had like a very, very tiny role and she sold all of it. She was by far the most convincing character in the whole movie. Yeah. No, I get that. That was a, that's a good call out. It's it, yeah. those kinds of... You know, they always say there are no small roles, right? No small roles. Yeah, only small actors. Yeah, that's actually a great example of of that in play. Yeah. That person. Because she was, in my opinion, the best actor in the whole movie. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to say out loud, but also might be true. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
so we're following Piotr's clues. We arrive in Mirny, Siberia. He contacts his wife, Gabby, played by Molly Ringwald, through Skype. He goes to a cafe and starts a fight with two men, and the cafe owner, Katya, saves him. The deal was, there's this dude, these, these Russian guys, they're very drunk. One of them whips out his dick. Uh, Keanu's character, Lucas, is not very pleased with that, tells him to leave. He pays their bill because they just uh, dined and dashed, or drank and dashed, as it were. And then they uh, beat the shit out of him in the parking lot, and she saves him. That's the that's the kind of slightly less abridged version of what happens. Yeah. Later, Katya's brother Ivan suspects her of sleeping with Lucas. So what does she do? Of course, she asks him to sleep with her, just because <laughs> everyone already thinks it. The logic checks out, right, Whitney? I mean, it's not the first time that logic has been used in a movie. <laughs> Everybody thinks so. Might as well be true. Right. Right? Ah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Lucas meets Piotr's brother, Andre, who tells him that Piotr sold the diamonds to a man named Samsonov. Not a lot of this is conveyed, I don't think. Maybe I, I didn't have the subtitles on, so... Except for when it was in Russian, but I didn't get a lot of this. Enraged, Lucas goes to Katya's home. They start... Was he enraged? No, that's also not true. Also not true. No one was ever enraged in this movie. His brow may have been slightly more furrowed, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes back to Katya's house after he hears this. They start a passionate affair. Why? I, I, I don't know. Because they don't hate each other yet, I believe they don't hate are the each words. Other. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas also goes bear hunting with Ivan and Katya's other brothers. That is a sentence, a standalone sentence in this, in this description. Also, it a thing that happen. happens in the film. Inexplicably. Why? As, as inexplicable. Why does he go bear hunting with the brothers of this girl that he doesn't hate? Yeah. <laughs> he shoots a dog. No dogs are safe around Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is contacted by Vincent, but he turns him off. I don't understand that turn of phrase. He shuts him <laughs> off. What is, what am I doing here? This is terrible. <laughs> I should have proofread this. Vincent is a South African gentleman, I believe. And he's like, look, whatever the Russians offering you, add 5% and I'll take those diamonds. But Lucas is like, nah, dog, I don't want to die. <laughs> so mm -hmm. he says, no. Lucas returns to Piotr's apartment in St. Petersburg and finds a single diamond there. It's real. He checks it. He puts it on the little fake machine that actually doesn't exist in real life. But then he does the loop. I mean, I don't know. I'm no, no gemologist or anything, but I don't believe it does. It just feels like too sci-fi. It, it, like, given the what we're surrounded with in this movie... <laughs> To just like put yeah. a, a precious stone on essentially a piece of glass and be like, it's real. And have it be like, this is a real diamond <laughs> right. or this is a counterfeit. Yeah. How does he even know it's a diamond? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> like if it, wouldn't it say what, at, wouldn't it say what it was? Like this is, you know, cubic zirconia or yeah. something. It wouldn't say counterfeit diamond. No. It would, it wouldn't be like. It's a diamond or a fake diamond. It would say this is a topaz. <laughs> it would let you know the 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 makeup, 
the the mm -hmm. chemical makeup of the of the element. It's it's. I don't know why that bothered me so much because I've uh, accepted and went along with a lot more out there wild scenarios <laughs> in film and whatnot. But sure, boy, did that rub me the wrong way. It just the way that it flashed up counterfeit diamond. I was like, no, it's not. You didn't do that, computer. <laughs> if that was in like. If that was in like Blade Runner, I'd be like golden. I believe it a hundred percent. But anyway, in this movie, no, I don't buy it. No, no. Uh, <laughs> so he checks the. He actually goes back to his. Uh, he doesn't go back. The diamond he finds is actually in a candle. Okay. Mm -hmm. He checks one that. Piotr sent him, and that one's a fake, but it's the best-looking fake he's ever seen. Lucas meets with Boris, along with Katya, to show the diamond promise. He says, look, I'll return the rest later, but here's one in good faith, right? Boris seals the deal. Uh, in, it's, it's gross. It's super, super gross. He's like, look, in America, we come, you guys become blood brothers. We do that here in Russia a little bit differently. By sexually assaulting women. Yeah, by he's like, you have my woman, I have your woman. And it's super, super gross. And it was just such cringy, such cringy, uh, I hated it. There was, in the, mm -hmm. as a quick side note, hilariously, in the watch party, the emojis that they let you mm -hmm. use in Amazon's watch party are all corgis. They're, and I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why. But there was one, there was one that we used a lot because there's a lot of sex in this movie. And there's every a lot yeah. of sex Un in this movie. Reasonably. Uh, yes. Just not, you know, it doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. Anyway. It doesn't aid the story <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> but, but one of the corgis is wearing a a paper bag over its head and his nose is poking out through a hole in the front. So anytime something weird or cringy happened, we would send that emoji. It was very fun. That we'll do sounds really good. <laughs> We're going to do it again. Sad that I missed it. We're going to do it again next week because that's going to be yeah. a much better experience, I think. Anyway, after all that grossness, Lucas was met by some FSB agents. And I'm guessing that that's uh, Russia's... FBI or something, I guess. I, I I don't know. They did not explain that at all. Yeah, I have. A, I mean, they seemed like the federal whatever. Yeah, he flashed like a badge and it seemed very much like an FBI thing. But then they're like, we're going to murder all of you. <laughs> and I was yes. like that. I get that Russia is different than the United States. Yeah. But also don't flash a badge if you're like, we bought these diamonds and they're counterfeits. So you have to sell them to this mob boss. Yeah, so that we can... And get him off our hands so that we can bring him down. It was like a whole thing, but like also we're going to murder you. <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> and it didn't seem... It seemed much more like a rival gang thing than it did an FBI thing. But he flashed the badge in a way that indicated like FBI. Yeah, yeah. It was not well explained. No, not at all. So you just have to just assume that the FSB are like the good... Not the good guys, but not the... They're definitely not the good guys because they're like, we're going to kill Katya. Yeah. It, right here, right now. Th their methods are severe. Let's, yeah, let's, let's say that. 
So the deal is, Lucas, you're going to sell Boris these fake diamonds, right? The ones that Piotr tried to sell to this other guy and that eventually got him killed. That I'm we sure now we're... have possession, right. possession of because, yeah. And then he's going to give the money that was exchanged for these diamonds to the FSB. In return, they promise him safe passage home. They're like, look, it'll be a few hours before this guy gets out, which is hilarious. <laughs> they're, they're like, we're the government. Unfortunately, we'll catch this guy, and in a few hours, he'll be out anyway. Whatever. <laughs> Russian shrug. Lucas overhears them speaking that once Boris finds out, he will absolutely uh, kill his wife and Katya, and Lucas doesn't have, wouldn't probably have much longer to live after that. So, he manages to make Boris buy the diamonds, he wires the money to the agent's account, and he gets a, uh, a pretty stern warning from Boris, or not Boris, one of his henchmen, who I was calling the Russian Oscar Isaac. The dude looked like a Russian, or no, <laughs> Russian Pedro Pascal, I mean, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, he was like, look. Racist. <laughs> 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 that hit me in like a wave. I like that. It was a fun... That was a fun joke. I like that. Um, it's not often. So he says there's going to be some <laughs> there's going to be some consequences if you betray my boss. And he's a very stern-looking gentleman, as most Russians are. Uh, Lucas finds out where Pyotr is hiding in Siberia. It's like, oh shit, we're finally going to meet Pyotr. He goes, Pyotr's dead. That's why he hasn't been answering his phone. He has no way to retrieve. He's in yeah. blue in a cage. Yeah. Not uh, really a cage. It's like a little hut that he was making meth or something in. Yeah. I, I, Super I mean, weird. Maybe he's counterfeiting the diamonds, but there was like, it looked like he was making moonshine or something. It was like plastic tubing and like glass jars, like big glass jugs. And I was like, this can't be how you counterfeit diamonds. This no. is how you make meth. <laughs> right. I, what else is there to do with <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't look like much. Yeah. Uh, with Piotr dead, uh, Lucas realizes there's no way to actually locate the real diamonds, the remaining 11 legitimate diamonds. Uh, so Lucas meets Katya one last time and borrows Ivan's hunting rifle, knowing there is no other way that this could end. Right. But really. He tries to hide everyone he cares about in whatever way will die. In. Because they will kill them in search of him. Yeah. So if he hides, everyone else dies. And then eventually he dies anyway. So <laughs> if he decides, I'll just die now. Right. Making a stand. Mobster-assisted suicide. Yeah. So uh, Pavel, uh, who I just uh, discussed, uh, and a few henchmen, they find where Lucas is because Lucas removed his phone from this protected shielding, his smartphone. Lucas shoots and kills most, if not all, of the henchmen, I think. He does a pretty decent job of, like, fending many of them off. And uh, while trying to escape, he gets shot in the back and dies. And that is literally the end of the movie. There is no... He, it is shot in the back. Keanu is dead. Pavel walks away. It's over. Credits. <laughs> not, uh, you know... Don't get me wrong. 
the hero does not have to live. Your, your protagonist does not have to no, live. No, I, in fact, quite enjoy when a protagonist does not live. Yeah. Because it really makes the consequences, like, real. Yeah. But- uh, so I definitely agree. He does not have to live. But that was such a wildly unsatisfying way to end the story. Yeah. It's not great. It was just... Oh, it was not good at all. So... I apologize for everybody who heard me over the past couple seasons say, Siberia is, you know, and, you know, and try to defend this thing. I can't do it anymore. So Mm-mm. it took a rewatch, weirdly, mm-hmm. to get me there. And then it'll be noted down in stone. So if I was ever unsure when someone asked me, <laughs> I could just refer to my, this Bible that we have and mm-hmm. be like, oh, oh Okay. Whitney, I, I, you already said it. <laughs> Do we recommend this film? Whitney is a no. I'm a no, yeah. Guess what? I'm also Are a no. Ah, uh, you're a no. <laughs> so there is that. Now, as always, the more interesting part of that, when it's binary, it's black and white, you're like, okay, yes, no. Where are you going to put this in your rankings, Whitney? That is what's very interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to put it between the Prince of Pennsylvania and Exposed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's pretty low. It's pretty to... low. It's not the bottom, but it's 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 the bottom 10. Yeah. I am. Yeah, you know what? Uh, just like gut reaction, I'm looking, I'm, you know, cause when we get, when we're at this part of the list, right, it's just a, it's all a bunch of like, um, it's like less thans, right? Like less than this, but less than this, but less than this, but less than this. And I gotta be honest with you. I would rather watch one step away than this movie. (laughs) There you go. So for me, it's going at number 55. That at says least, a lot. At least one step away made me laugh with his goofy soundtrack cues and stuff and weird haircuts <laughs> and earrings. Yeah. I uh, I mean, that's why it's below Prince of Pennsylvania but above Exposed is because Prince of Pennsylvania was bad, but it was the whole mine scene was so wild. Like, the, the latter half of that movie is so crazy that, yeah. like, I think my brain could handle watching it again. Whereas Exposed, no, I don't think my brain could handle watching that again because that was just bad. <laughs> right. So bad and weird and, oh, what an unfortunate mm-hmm. waste of everyone's time that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. No recommends. Ranked as such. Bottom, bottom of the list. Chat, mm-hmm. listeners, you called it. Props to you. Props to y'all. You were right. I was wrong. I'll take responsibility. I'm not too big. <laughs> it definitely was not a good movie. I just want to reiterate that for everyone who was like, Whitney is going to hate it. It's a bad movie. It is a bad movie, and I did hate it. It's just, <laughs> you had me ready for, like, bile in my throat, flames on the sides of my face kind of anger at it being so bad, and it yeah. was not that bad. I didn't feel anything about it. Yeah, it's it just so bad. bad. It's too bad to even care about, right? Exactly. It's that kind of, which is a diff- it's, it, 
at least having righteous fury and anger is is good. That that's it. Like yeah, a, I got can... a lot of mileage out of the badness that was Ellie Parker. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's if I if I were in a, like a, a martial arts movie, that would be what gets me to the final through the final battle is like Ellie Parker. <laughs> that's the, I'm so that's mad the that they made that that it would fuel my heart. yeah exactly. <laughs> it would fuel my winning fight. Uh, yeah. But this one, I don't feel anything about. I got it. I got it. I I would picture that. Ah, oh, you know what? I could make that gif w- with like Danielson, and it's the lining up for the crane kick. Just put your face there, Ellie Parker. Just put my face boot. on it, and then like yeah, like the video cover of <laughs> Ellie Parker. Stamp. That's your stamp of disapproval. That's actually. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's good. Let's talk next week. This is very exciting. It is very exciting. Whitney is going to be walking us through Destination Wedding, which is a film neither of us have seen. I have heard nothing but good things about it, but I specifically avoided seeing it because we were already in the throes of this podcast. And I was like, I'm going to wait to see it until it's time to review it for the podcast. Likewise, likewise, the, the, the reuniting of Keanu and Winona which is great. Mm-hmm. This movie is on Amazon Prime. So was Siberia, unfortunately. But Amazon <laughs> Prime has the watch party feature built in. So yeah. you don't have to like specifically use Chrome and like download a plugin An or anything. Yeah. yeah. It's all just there. So Whitney and I will figure out a time that works for us. And we will tweet that out. And hopefully y'all can join us. And it'll be awesome. Uh, yeah. Just hanging out, watching this movie, maybe having some adult beverages, depending on time. Oh, of definitely day. having some adult <laughs> beverages. I've been a little under the weather for a bit, and I haven't had any adult beverages in like eight days because I haven't been feeling good. And I, I am like desperately craving an adult beverage. And it's pretty sad that I can't go a week without being like, "Can I just have a gin and tonic, please?" <laughs> just a G and T. God damn it. But also, right. we're definitely going to have a cocktail while watching. So perfect. So Destination wedding. It'll be in the evenings, maybe on the weekend, something. I don't know. I haven't, we haven't well, worked we gotta, it out yet. We, we got to do at least one more watch party on a weekend so that Zoe can participate. Yeah, absolutely. Our next several films, I, I believe, are watch partyable. So Yes. And, you know, we're coming to the end so we can knock these out and have a good time and just hang out and be Mm -hmm. silly and do all that good stuff. So Mm -hmm. really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to it. That's it. We did it. We made it through. This is. Are we going to mention the release date for Bill and Ted three? Oh my God. Since it's happened. Oh my God. This is the best news that we could have hoped for. The best. I mean, we, we're living in the worst timeline, but with one of the best timeline elements, I think, right? Can we agree <laughs> on that? Yes. This is like uh, something from the other timeline just happened to spill over, so, which is yeah. great. The timeline that we're not in merged with the timeline we are in. <laughs> it's a lot like Fringe. <laughs> it is. So Bill and Ted Face the Music is going to be our last film, which is great because here's the deal. Our last film 
of what is currently existing would have been between two ferns, which is, in my opinion, like a very a fine comedy, but it's not it's not like an event, right? It's like you know, yeah. Bill and Ted, I believe it's September third, will be coming September first. September first is coming to theaters. I doubt, but also streaming, which is awesome. So yes. I don't know what that's going to look like, but... That's mere weeks from now. Yeah. It is super, super exciting. And it's just a nice capstone for us because we won't be able to do anything for a little bit of a while (laughs) because Hollywood has shut down. So to have Mm -hmm. this movie come out as kind of the capstone to this is, is awesome. And actually, Whitney, if my calculations are correct, you will be running us through that film. So... Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) So we'll figure something out. I I don't think that'll be like watch partyable or anything like that, but definitely take that first week, you know, Labor Day weekend and get that get that on your radar. Watch that movie cuz we want to talk about it and as we tend to do, we will spoil it. So we will definitely spoil it. So just know we are planning on watching it right away. We're planning on talking about it right away. So if you want to be if you want to be in on it with us, it's like that is planned. <laughs> yeah, I'm, re- I'm like, I'm waking up. I'm going to have a nice breakfast. I'm going to like uh, get all the stuff that I have to get done out of the way. And then I'm just going to sit down, ass on couch, beer in hand. Let's let's face the music. <laughs> so yeah. it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to watch it twice. <laughs> right. I'm sure we'll get some sort of rental period, 24 hours. You could watch it once or twice. Hopefully, hopefully we get a rental period because I am not going to be able to, like, take notes and really submerse myself in Bill and Ted face the music at the same time. So I'm going to have to, like, watch it once just to watch it and then watch it again to make notes of what happens so we can talk people through it. Oh, it's so good. So good. So, yeah. Yeah. it's a thing that this uh, pandemic needed. <laughs> just a just a dash of hope, just something. A song. <laughs> so it's that is that's positive. great. Yeah, that's a positive yeah. thing, and uh, yeah. So just be aware, and that'll happen in the f- that comes out the first week of September. The way our schedule is lining up, it looks like we'll be talking about that film probably the second week. Of September. Yeah. So that gives you some time. It gives you some time. Yeah. And obviously you don't have to listen to the episode right away. So keep it in your mind. Yeah. All right. We did it. It's done. We did it. Oh we my gosh. It. Whitney, I'm oh. glad. I'm glad we're back. I'm glad you're feeling better. I want you to continue yeah. to be on the mend. So yeah. In the meantime, take a bath full of Epsom salt, right? There you go. Yeah. As soon as I hang up with you. Okay. Do that. Do that. Yeah. Self-care. I'm going to. Yeah. Tell tell everyone else where they can find you on the internet and we'll get you we'll get you in that bath. <laughs> yeah, at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N on Twitter. And through there you can find my other podcasts, uh, Historical Hotties, which is about historical figures, uh, and which ones are the biggest babes. And uh, also, Almost Better Than Silence is a video game podcast that I'm on occasionally. I haven't been on recently because, again, I've been under the weather. So, uh, But yeah, you t- find me on Twitter and you can find everything else there. And Whitney underscore Nelson, not 
underscore Whitney Nelson, no underscore. N-E-L-S-E-N on Instagram if you want to see a lot of pictures of my new dog. It's great. Because I am taking a lot of <laughs> pictures of my new dog. <sighs> He's an angel. He's silly. Yeah. He's the best. He's very silly. And I love him. <laughs> I oh. love him so much. <laughs> Lots of pets. Lots of pets. Yeah. And scritches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me... On Twitter and Instagram, at Dark Driving, and obviously at Cool Breeze Pod, but we all see that. That immediately gets shared to the Facebook group. So feel free to, however you want to get in touch, do that. And that's all. That's really all. I haven't been doing too much outside of that quarantine Mm -hmm. and all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that brings us to the end. That brings us to the end. I press this button. I love to press this button. And let me just say, thank you all for joining us. And in the words of Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes.